0: Genesis the 22nd chapter, verse 2, and I'm reading the New King James Version. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Bible before breakfast, Mildred King Seokonko here. Hi everybody. So we're back and today I want to kick off with a funny story. Every time I read the scripture, I remember something that happened to me a while back. So I was having one of those mommy breakdown days and I just wanted to have mommy time. So I sent my kids off to their room and I locked the door and I was inside my room alone. And from time to time, Someone would come and knock, and I would just totally ignore them. But there was this persistent knock. It wasn't as hard as the other ones, so I suspected that it was David, and he was much younger. He must have been about four years old. And he was knocking on my door, but it wasn't such a strong knock, it wasn't so loud. And then I heard, Mommy, Mommy. I said, Who is that? He said, Mommy, it's your son. Your only son, the one you love. (laughs) Honestly, I got up to open the door. I can't even lie. That got me. And I just wonder how a four-year-old could quote this scripture. And I don't even know if he'd ever heard this story or it just came from his spirit. Anyhow, this morning and for the rest of the week and possibly even next week, we're going to be talking about what is it costing you. Yes what is it costing you what is your relationship with god costing you what is your being a christian costing you what is your waking up every day and living the life you're called to live costing you because the truth is it must cost you something being a christian living the god kind of life requires sacrifice and i don't think it's the kind of sacrifice that you can ignore if you're going to go far with god So this morning, I want to start with Abraham and the hefty price that he had to pay to live the life that God had called him to live. Now, I would like to read the entire chapter, which is probably what I'm going to do, because you're supposed to be reading your Bible anyway, not just listening to my voice. So I'll read to you the New Living Translation. It's quite a read, but just be spare with me. And God came to Abraham and said to him, take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. And the next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son, Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire, for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. And on the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering my son, Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment the angel of the lord called to him from abraham from heaven abraham abraham yes abraham replied here i am don't lay a hand on the boy the angel said do not hurt him in any way for now i know that you truly fear god you have not withheld from me even your son your only son now if you read this story um you may just think Well, God demanded a very hard thing. I think we should go back a bit so you know how hard the sacrifice was. First of all, Abraham didn't have a son. Abraham met with God at 75, and God promised him a son. And Abraham waited for 25 years. Listen, I'm sure some of you listening to me are not even 25 years old. He waited for 25 years. And by this time, he was 100 years old. And his wife, Sarah, was 90. And remember, Sarah, as a young lady, was barren. And by this time, God had done a miracle. At 90 years old, she had a baby. Interestingly, this incident did not happen when Abraham was 100. The Bible doesn't tell us how old Isaac was. But from reading this story, you can tell that he was old enough. He was old enough to carry the wood. He was old enough to ask his father to reason and say, There's no sheep. So, how exactly are we going to perform the sacrifice? So he was mature enough to have thought patterns. He was mature enough to ask questions. He was bold enough. So he obviously was not a young child. He was not so young. He was old enough to carry the wood. He got there and his father put him on the altar and was about to sacrifice him. Now god asked for his son abraham had two sons but god was very clear god said i want your son i want your only recognized son and i want the one that you love it's very clear that this child was the child of promise he was a special child he was a miracle boy and he was something that abraham had desired for so long something that was so critical and so crucial to him so he had waited for this boy for a long time it was something that was so dear and so important to him almost probably loved this boy almost as much as he loved god or probably looked like he loved him a little more so god had promised him this boy but he didn't just promise him the boy he promised him that nations would come from this boy so isaac was a picture of Abraham's future. He was the channel with which God's promise was to come to pass. And then God says, you know what? I want to be sure that your eyes haven't left me and you've put your eyes on the promise. Now that's weird. Because if God says, I want to bless you through something, usually, if we're being honest, we'll put our eyes on nothing. God says, I will have nations. Well, I better take care of this boy he can't fall down. He can't have a cut. He can't jump like other children. He can't play outside. He can't. You are, you know, you literally worship the ground that the boy walks on because you are preserving the promise. This was the promise. Nations. So every time Abraham looked at Isaac, I don't think he was seeing just a little boy. He was seeing legacy. He was seeing nations. He was seeing possibility. And then God says, you know what? I want you to take your eyes off that and I want you to give me that thing that I've given you that is so precious to you. And the truth is that we all have Isaacs. Maybe it's that dream job you finally got in and God says, resign. Maybe it's that girl you've always thought you wanted to marry and God says, oh, introduce her to your friend. Mm. What's your Isaac? Or maybe it is that secret stash of dollars that you've kept somewhere that only you and god know about and god says you know what i want you to sign that check off to someone i want you to give someone that money i want you to help someone i want you to bless someone i don't know what that thing is and i don't know how precious it is to you but my question this morning is twofold number one have you removed your eyes from the Promiser to the promise have you stopped looking at the source being god and you have moved your eyes to your isaac as the source Isaac, through Isaac, nations were supposed to come. But God was the one who would bring the nations. The second thing I want to ask you this morning is, what is your Isaac? What is that thing that is struggling with your love for God or your attention? For some of you, it's something as silly as your phone. You wake up in the morning and you grab your phone before you even speak to God. Before you even breathe out a thank you, Lord, for waking me up. What is that thing that you're willing to give up? And you see, it's important that you understand that this sacrifice that God was asking Abraham to give was a channel for his blessing. Let me read to you Hebrews because Hebrews still mentions the same thing that happened. And I read to you Hebrews 11, verse 17 to 19. It says, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. So Abraham had sacrificed his son. I know that he ended up not killing the boy, but the truth is that he had killed him in his heart. And that's what God saw. God saw that this man is willing to give up everything for me. God said, you didn't withhold your only son from me. And let me tell you something about sacrifice. It triggers other things. When you sacrifice before God, God is willing to do anything for you. Let me show you one of the things that happened after Abraham was willing to do that. God then spoke to him. And God said from verse 15, of Genesis 22 it says then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven says this is what the Lord says because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son your only son I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me. By that singular act of sacrifice, Abraham opened channels for even us to become a part of the covenant. Many years later, God would do the same thing. I mean, he must have been so inspired. This man is willing to give up his only son. And why would not I give up mine? And so he gave us his only son. And this time, he did it different than Abraham did. He didn't just want to kill his son. He actually killed the son. He didn't just think, even if the son dies, I'm going to bring him back to life. He brought his son back to life. And he did it all for us. And that's why Abraham judged him faithful. And we too must judge him faithful. And so whatever God asks you to do, if he says, give me your Isaac, be like Abraham, wake up early in the morning and be willing to sacrifice your Isaac. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred King Bunker.